My name's Owen, I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Hello everyone, my name's Jared. I'm playing the uh, character of Thrain, Path of the Giant Barbarian, and he is seeking um, to learn about his heritage of the uh, Frost Giants. Hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldering Druid. Hi, I'm Matt, I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlin. Hi guys, my name's Simon, I'm playing the character of Ember. He wants to be a master of wildfire, but does he have the skills to be best one? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave. My character is Harry Harrington the Herringon, a roguish merchant with a heart of gold. Hello! 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 Oh my goodness, welcome back to the Lost Archives everybody. My name's Owen, the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign, which we are very excited to be jumping back into tonight, our premiere homebrew 5th edition adventure. Before we jump into the recap and jump into the campaign, few super quick announcements it is less than a week in fact significantly less than a week if you're listening to this recorded in fact if you're listening to this recorded in three hours Whoa. the uh, talk like a pirate day session is uh, starting over at twitch.tv slash corsairs cove for the international talk like a pirate day um josh the pirate at corsairs cove is hosting a 24-hour live stream event running from sunday the 17th through to monday the 18th of September. It's going to be 24, I think it's actually 28 hours. Uh, I've been saying 24, but I think it's actually an extra oh, wow. four hours on top of that. Four bonus hours. Um, 28 hours of non-stop pirate-themed RPG fun. I'm going to be hosting a D&D 5th edition campaign that I have almost finished writing uh, that is pirate-themed. I've just finished the second battle map uh, this morning and the background music I've also finished composing as well. It's going to be a really fun 5th edition pirate adventure set in Nostea, the same homebrew world that we're playing for all of our other D&D adventures as well. Um, that'll be running on Monday the 18th from 9am Australian Eastern Standard Time through till about 11.30, 12 o'clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure if you can come and join us live, you absolutely do. It's going to be sweet. That's over at twitch.tv slash Corsairs Cove. If you can't join us live, don't panic. Josh is going to record it and we're going to have a copy that we can put up anytime you want. So it will be available anytime. for anyone to anytime. Now, anytime. I also am going to be joined by one of the lovely players who's in front of me right now. Dave! What? You're going to, you're <laughs> going to be playing in that campaign with me. I am keen. I am, I'm, I'm trying out oh, wow. Eloquence Bard. Eloquence? Uh, I never even heard of Ah, oh, College of Eloquence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. let me guess. You're going to be playing a goblin. Oh, yeah, a very gold-obsessed <laughs> goblin. He loves his goblins. I love oh my, my goblins. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you actually playing a loot goblin, Dave? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's no, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm playing a little goblin named Barry, who's my favorite character of all time that I've ever played. And he, in the campaign, he only got to level five. So this will be fun, oh, wow. level six. So. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun the one shot. I'm very excited to have a friendly face. I, I enjoy my characters that bonus action hide. So uh... yeah, clearly he enjoys the bonus action hide characters. <laughs> You're a real shame if all of the uh, Sahaugan that I'm about to throw at you had true sight somehow. That'd be oh, that'd be awful. That'd be a real problem. Damn. That's right. He'll just he'll just make fun of them with vicious mockery. It'll be fine. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There'll be no consequences for that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you come and check it out when we go live. Um, if you can't make that time, there's a whole glut of incredible campaigns that are going to be running back to back from the 17th to the 18th. So if you do get a chance to maybe chuck in a headphone while at work, you can listen to some very good quality um, RPG uh, yeah. recordings over at uh, Corsair's Cove going to be a lot of um semi-professional like us and professional DD players and streamers joining in to help out as well as some people from the community i think one of our players is jumping into one of the other sessions not one of the players sorry one of our viewers um is jumping into the other session they uh, messaged me to ask if there was a spot and i think we've been able to find them one so yeah make sure you come and check it out it's going to be lots and lots of fun that's kind of it from me for announcements that's like the big one coming up i'll talk more about the um opportunity to come and actually see me do D&D live if you live in Brisbane, Australia um, in October. That is coming very, very quickly and I'm starting to get a bit nervous about that. Not just because I'm going to be in costume for it as a tiefling, but also because it's my <laughs> first time doing like a live on the stage in person D&D game. So that'll be interesting. I'll keep you guys posted. We'll have more news about that soon. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, any other news? I think that's kind of the big, yeah, the big ticket items, I think. Yeah. Yeah, sweet as. That's yeah. I mean, um, I I'm enjoying Starfield a lot. I did have someone someone messaged on the Discord to ask, um, has my opinion of Starfield cha changed after a few more hours? I'm gonna be honest. I haven't had much more time to play over this week on account of having a full time job. But um, <laughs> I've played a little bit, and doing this stream Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday nights makes it very hard to sort of like squeeze in. But I, the little bit more I have done, I am thoroughly enjoying. Um, if anything, I'm enjoying it more the more I play. So. I'm pretty happy. Like, I've, I've not been bothered by any major bugs. Um, I did get shot up through into the skybox by walking over a bucket that collided with another bucket, but that's pretty standard Bethesda physics. And I mean, <laughs> oh, actually, there was one more thing that happened recently. I, um, a ship landed near me with some House of Arun cultists. I gunned them down, tried to take control of the ship. The hatch closed and the ship took off with me in it. I couldn't get into the ship. And so once the ship started moving fast enough, I got clipped through the back of the ship and just dropped from orbit back down towards the ground. <laughs> oh no. But it was fine. I just literally at the last minute did the boost pack and I just immediately all velocity ceased. <laughs> just went, <"Whoop." laughs> and then landed just very casually on the ground. It was it was fantastic. Because wow. I would have I would have easily reached terminal velocity a few times over. And then I just yeah, hit I the so. space bar before I got close yeah. and I immediately came to a dead stop, bounced up slightly and then just landed with no no fall damage. <laughs> so like I mean, real credit to that spacesuit, man. Like that did the work as you re-entered orbit. Like dang. I wasn't actually wearing one. I was just wearing a casual suit oh, okay. I picked up in a city called Neon, <laughs> just for fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know why. I was I like I like rocking the clothes. So yeah, there was, I've, I've been enjoying stuff. It's been great. And the the occasional Bethesda feature we don't call them bugs, they're features um, has yeah. amused me more than anything else. There's been nothing game breaking. It's just been the occasional you know, laugh. I I feel like that's like part of the charm when you buy a Bethesda yeah. game. It's just mm. all, all the bugs. It's just one of my. One of my favorite ones that someone sent me on TikTok was this character who clearly is one of the antagonists, a person called the Hunter. Now, I don't know anything about this yet because I've not encountered this person, but clearly, and, and no spoilers in this, but um, as, the, as the player walks up to him, he goes, I'll see you later, and then phases backwards through a wall, clipping through it and disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and part of me is like, was it a bug? I don't know anything about this character. <laughs> intentional man maybe I, it's intentional like, i'll be looking forward to seeing that that'll be great but yeah it was just the, the way it's just like i'll see you later and then just disappears backwards through a wall wow that's like the home hedge kind of meme yeah. yes it was exactly <laughs> that yeah, yeah yeah i might maybe i'll like oh, take wow. a copy of it and use it as my future home hedge meme it's quite good i could gif that easily 
or gif it yeah, on your preference. Oh my goodness. All right, let's do our recap so that we can jump Woo. into the session because we had quite a bit go down last session. So it's probably good if we do a really solid recap. Obviously, Dave wasn't with us last week. Dave, did you watch the episode? Are you up to date or do you want me to? I always, I always watch. I'm there. Oh, thanks, mate. And you yeah, can be as cool yeah. as Dave too. If you miss an episode live, don't worry. <laughs> you can watch all past episodes on YouTube and on a podcast. And you really can't wait for yeah. it to be on YouTube. You can always watch it on, on Twitch as well. That's very true. That's very, very true. Um, for the first 15 episodes of Return of the Giants, I have edited the, them down, same as they are on YouTube, and kept permanent copies up on Twitch. Um, I think the first 15 is probably enough to get started, and then for the rest of them, head over to head over to YouTube, just because um, the Twitch, the way it kind of records and stores videos is a bit weird. So it's probably safer if I keep everything staying with YouTube. All right, let me do a quick recap. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nosteo, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember, and Thrain have been investigating the emergence of some ancient giant technology in the settlement of Laspire. After shutting down the device, which was controlling and creating clockwork drones to disassemble the town, the team tracked the activation back to the nearby hill giant fort. After meeting with Chief Gunglot, the leader of this clan of hill giants, the party learned the activation of this giant tech had actually been accidental, the hill giants proving quite distrustful of the technological creations of the cloud and storm giants. With this miscommunication dealt with, the team was surprised to hear the hill giant clans, once united under one leader, had fractured following the death of the previous chief. Now three main groups exist. Chief Gunglot was keen to reunite the clans under one banner, ideally her own, and tasked the team with helping her break a centuries-old curse placed upon a dragon turtle, Mauler. Knowing that the conflict between the clans was almost unavoidable, Gunglot hoped to right the wrong committed by her father in basically binding Mauler to the nearby swampland using a nithing, a type of necrotic curse. The party were flown to the afflicted land by the scald Bravi, no hill giant able to approach the land due to the nature of the curse. After entering the swampland, Lyra and Ember, our two druids, quickly discovered the curse seemed to extend not just to Mola, but to the surrounding landscape as well, a dark necrotic energy causing a large swathe of the land to be blighted. After reaching the centre of this blight, the team decided to use Thrain's shout, amplified by Thaumaturgy, to summon Mola. What the team had mistaken for a small island half buried in the bog revealed itself to be an enormous dragon turtle. Mauler revealed that the nithing took the form of a vast undead monstrosity hidden in the dark swampland and an entity that would soon attack if the party stayed within its borders. This warning and the threat of death didn't dissuade the party. Standing firm, the group did not flee as a huge, hulking, rotten form pulled itself free of the bog. The fight proved exceptionally difficult. The Barrowgast, for that is the form the Nithing had taken, was able to call forth monsters made of mud and fetid soil to assist in its attacks on the party. However, the party were successful in banishing and destroying the Barrowgast and freeing Mola and the surrounding lands from the Nithing, the waters clearing and plant life growing rapidly to replace the sludge and decay. Now free again, Mola promised to assist the hill giants if Gunglot came to speak with her directly. So while the rest of the party travelled back to the hill giant fort to summon Gunglot, Ember 
decided to stay behind and use his magic to help restore the land. And that is where we left off last session. The party now reunited back in what was once this blighted swamp that has now been replaced with this vibrant, teeming oasis within the center of this larger, um, almost like a, a coastal mangrove archipelago area. Over the last eight hours, while Ember has been casting the ritual version of plant growth, the soil has become fecund once again. <clears throat> Grasses and trees have sprouted seemingly overnight. The area now filled with the buzzing of insects, dragonflies, electric blue and green darting across the surface of the water, the shadow of fish and other amphibians moving throughout, occasional frogs, you hear the croaking of them during the night. What was once blighted land is now vibrant and green once again. All of you had a long rest on the small island near where Mola had been buried, and while Gunglos and a number of other hill giants spent some time communicating with her and talking to her in the giant language, you all took a bit of a rest, Ember particularly being pretty tuckered out after spending eight full hours casting a spell. Um, <clears throat> but all of you awaken the next morning having recovered fully from your wounds from the previous day, having recovered your energy, and benefiting from a long rest. Um, I think, as I said previously, no the hill giants... Up? What was it, sorry? No level up? You just had a level up. I mean, I don't know how much AXP this guy was worth. Now, Dave, you know that every time <laughs> someone asks for a level up, there's a consequence that happens to the person who asks for it, correct? You remember that, right? Uh, the person or the character? Uh, both. <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs> Both. So just keep in mind that um you've you've done that now, so it's too late for you, but the others yeah, can learn so from your you example. Yeah, every everyone just pay attention to Dave and what happens to him. And, Thank I, you, and Dave, I guess for your Harry. sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> Some of you may die, which is a sacrifice <laughs> I am willing to make. Um Nice. Yes. If <laughs> we had the first level up, I yes, but what about the second level up? There is no second level up. I don't think you know about the second level up. The hill giants who came with uh, came with Gunglot to basically secure the area, and also, I'll be honest, like as you see Gunglot and her soldiers arrive, the rest of her Drengir, the, the warriors of the hill giant clan, there's a cautiousness around Mauler. The giants never take their eye off her. The, the Drengir who are with you and with her, uh, with, with Gunglot, never fully stop watching her at all times every time she makes any movements sort of a little bit sudden or fast hands go to spears or weapons or clubs pretty quickly there's an air of caution around Mola. a reputation that probably to you would all be a bit of a surprise so far your interactions with Mola have been fairly civil apart from being a bit depressed she's not sort of presented herself as much of a threat to to you guys at least after we a while, she took out two armies. She did. Yeah, you have heard about that. <laughs> in her youth, though. In her youth. Um, while Mola and Gunglot speak, a number of the Drangir set up a camp, and they are more than happy to share ale and food with you. Um, they have brought supplies. Um, uh, say no more. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I thought. I thought so. Say less. <laughs> they brought ale and supplies, as well as a very heady mead, a very spiced methylglin notes of cinnamon nutmeg and um a sweetness to it as well 
masking what is clearly an exceptionally alcoholic drink. Um, this clearly Lovely. has been fermenting for a long time. I guess my question is, uh, all of you, I assume, are eating and drinking. Is oh, yeah. anyone particularly enjoying the mead? Or Always. The, I should say the spice method. Everything. Thrain, brilliant. Ember. Always. You know what? I think I think Niles would be wanting to partake. You know. He's, oh, he's, I would 100%. would be 100% like, not peer pressuring per se, but getting everyone involved. Not, Niles is so I'll be pushing food yeah. in your hand, I'll be yeah. pushing beer. I'm not peer pressuring, alcohol, but I am pressuring alcohol. you by being one of your peers and encouraging <laughs> others around them. you. I'm <laughs> involving them well. all. I like Thrain just wants to have fun and get everyone involved to have fun. I'm not peer pressure, but I am now going to absolutely define yeah. peer pressure <laughs> as a concept and explain it to what you, do you mean? as if you're five. Everyone. <clears throat> not to have fun, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. What I'll get from everyone then is I'd like everyone to roll me, everyone who's enjoying themselves and partaking, I just want a single constitution saving throw. Okay. Um, Harry, Harry's not drinking at all. He's actually um, pretending he is. That's a but, natural uh, one from Niles for his oh, concern. You, you should do a stealth check then to see how Harry well did a slide of hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a 22. Way nice. Ember, that's an eight. Fantastic. Yep. These rolls are perfect. This is exactly what I wanted I to see tonight. Lyra would be oh. nursing a glass, but not going ham. Man, I rolled a three, but I still got nine, which is ironically the highest still. <laughs> Lyra's Except 17. Lyra. Okay. Oh. So okay. We'll, start with, we'll start with Harry. Harry, slide a hand. I guess you're like occasionally tipping out your drink when no one can see so it looks like you're yeah, drinking yeah yeah exactly and he's, he's also like watching and he just just um just taking in as much as he can information wise so problem oh, okay. number one for those of you who are drinking the giants brought most of their own drinking horns and some other flagons which are designed for hill giants so it's each flagon that is passed to you is roughly about six liters <laughs> even if you sort of go <laughs> you don't need to fill that up fully thanks the giants, the, the Drengi, these warriors, are very keen to celebrate. Oh, nonsense. You have done a great service to us. Please drink and be merry. And really, they're, they're kind of unwilling to take no for an answer in a very lighthearted, jubilous way. The mead is strong and heady. The first sip hits the back of your throat with these spices, this yeah, cinnamon, nutmeg, and cloves. But the sweetness immediately almost moves across it, masking that initial hit of spice. And only afterwards, as you breathe in, do you suddenly feel the alcohol content starting to kick in, hidden away underneath that glorious honey sweet <laughs> flavor. Um, Niles, two sips, and you are really starting to reel. The giants see you sort of like stumbling about a bit, your feathers occasionally fluffing up, your head going, ooh, ooh, <laughs> as you like yeah. look around with your big owl eyes. Yeah pointing and laughing and trying to get you to sing along with them. Does the little birdie sing songs? We know many songs, warriors songs. Come, well, bravi! Of course he does. Of course he knows songs. Come on, uh, sing with us. Niles tries his best. <laughs> I think Niles at this point is like, I think Niles, you know, he, he he's so enamored with the adventuring lifestyle that he's just wanting to live this up as like best he can. Oh, man. This is like, this is like his first like proper, like successful yeah, I guess you know. Aside, aside from like obviously saving the city, um, you know, this is another successful. He hasn't really had the time to really like you know. This get is that your out first system, warrior's you know? feast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love um, I love speaking as the player's subconscious uh, sometimes. Yeah, so not, I mean, this is your first warrior's feast. You're an adventurer yeah. now. 
a true adventurer. I mean, all you have to do is face off against a dragon and delve into an actual underground dungeon. I mean, and you're there. Ah. Reading about Um, this. The the giants begin breaking into songs. Surprisingly, even though the words are unfamiliar, occasionally the melodies, snatches of them sound familiar to drinking songs that you yourselves might have heard in the taverns across uh, Oceania, the taverns through Oxenfurt and Palin. Even though the giants have been missing from this world for over a thousand years, some aspects of their culture seemingly had lasted through the through the centuries, passed down in taverns and drinking places as a sign of merriment and joy. And I'll get a performance check from you, Niles, as you join in the singing uh, in your drunken state. We'll jump over to Ember and Thrain, who are the next highest with their yeah, eight and nine. I, I would like to say for Thrain, I think the nine would him 100% be overdoing it, yes. trying to match the giants who are larger than him still even with his like little giant stature and all that so that's I, what i would yeah i had a, i had a question Ooh, for Owen, the dm so <laughs> i i'm just interested to see what your thoughts are on this so I, i'm kind of thinking to myself because like my performance is pretty low it's a plus zero as as niles but niles's giant counterpart is a is like a part right like he's a skull so That's true. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if there's any any semblance of that that could be like peeking through in this uh, enamored state potentially. That's a really good question. Can I get you to roll me a d100 notes? Yes, please. <laughs> roll so for those of you well. who might be new and joining us, one of the homebrew yep. things we've added in is each of the characters um, during the course of the early stages of the adventure had a piece of giant technology embedded into the backs of their hands which allows them to connect with a giant from the past an echo of this giant's memories um 23 <clears throat> niles i mean the, the connection you can kind of feel the the connection there but you're having trouble focusing your head swimming under the effects of this heady need it's very yeah. hard to focus i will get a flat flat performance check that's not a problem Oh, that's a 10. 10's not bad. Like Considering you're a natural one level of drunk, 10's yeah. pretty good. Um, <laughs> he thinks he's doing awesome. <clears throat> yeah, 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 probably. I mean, Niles, right. let's be honest, Niles is blacked out at this point. Like, the body's moving, the brain's gone home. <laughs> brain's in yeah. bed right now. The memory is not recording this. <laughs> um, Niles, as you begin to sing along and whistle, I mean, owls don't have a songbird's um no. performing style like it, no. it's not a natural noise there's the songbirds whistle and songbirds tune for for owls but you yourself have at times when you've been um traveling between locations as part of your your work with your family to pass the time occasionally you and your family or you and your, your cousins as, as you flew between different places would sing songs to one another and coincidentally one of the giant songs the melody is very similar to one of the songs that the aracocra have sung many many times to one another and so as they as they launch into this rowdy drinking song again even though the lyrics are unfamiliar you find yourself joining in singing along able to keep a tune pretty acceptably i mean occasionally because because there's a bit of a difference between the songs occasionally they'll go off on a on a counter melody and you'll sort of like pause for a second as you go (laughs) and then remember the next bit and jump back in again but very passable job 
Thrain and Ember. The mead is delicious. Both of you being giant kin, Ember, a... um, Oh my god, I just blanked on your race name. Furbolg. Furbolg. There we go. Took me a hot <laughs> second there. That's embarrassing. Ember, a Furbolg, Thrain, a, a Goliath, a, a Frost Giant Goliath. I mean, you yourselves have had Methleglen before. Your, both of your peoples brew this mead. The Druids especially uh, create an incredibly delicious spiced mead in their, uh, in their glades and enclaves. But not as strong as this. Neither of you were prepared for how strong this is. Probably more Ember. For Thrain, it's you trying to keep up with the hill giants, despite yeah. being uh, <laughs> like a fifth of their size. And I mean, like, it explains my plus six. Like, you know, yeah. I should... If I was regulating myself, I'd be doing fine. But no, that's not Thrain. No. Before too long, you, both of you, find yourself swaying from side to side, a uh, hill giant arm on your back moving with you as they launch into a slightly sadder song, um, both of you singing along, joining in, sloshing mead over yourselves and the people next to you, uh, which in this case is Lyra and Harry, both of whom uh, looked after themselves and didn't drink too much. <laughs> Lyra, the first sip of this tells you you need to pace yourself, <laughs> and you very, very quickly do. There is no point trying to finish this flagon that you've been handed, it's like six liters. You're not going to finish it. So you enjoy yourself and savor the flavors. Not too dissimilar from some of the Fey wines that you had enjoyed during your time in the Fey wilds. Again, that's sort of similar spiced sweetness. Not the same thing at all. The, the meat is a much as a honey based rather than a fruit based. But yeah, still that same sweetness there as well. Mead is far less complex than the fruity wine flavors you'd enjoy during your time in the Fey wilds. But still, like, not. I mean, you probably get little a feeling of nostalgia and a feeling of uh, of connection back to your time in the Feywilds, even though parts of it may not have been the most pleasant. Uh, the times of calm, enjoying a nice, delicious wine probably were those periods of respite between, uh, between the unseely court causing you grief. Harry manages to escape completely unharmed. <laughs> it's at this point that most of your memories start to fade, and as you wake up the next... I to ask a quick question about yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go, go. Are any of the hill giants participating in any acts of, I don't know, any contests or anything like that? Any arm wrestling or anything? No, um, doesn't seem like there's any contests at all. In fact, you notice, Thrain, that, I mean, even though you're drinking quite heavily, most of these Drengir are not drinking as heavily as they were even back at the hill giant fort. There's still a sense of unease, occasionally shooting glances. As one of them, I'd say, like, probably one of the other warriors that you've seen a few times now the one who offered you that cut of meat back in the hall you watch as he goes to refill his flagon pauses looks over at gunglot and mauler and then puts his flagon down for an hour or two before refilling it there's still a sense of unease about this enormous dragon turtle which eclipses even the hill giants in size you get the sense they're not they're not reveling too much they're keeping themselves alert and ready in case something happens one day I'll have a uh, arm wrestling contest with the giant. I think one day. Lara, Lara might sort of pipe up a bit, sort of seeing the unease and stuff, and just sort of you know being fairly relaxed after you know having that a bit of that mead. Um, she might sort of even pipe up and be like, um, you know, it's she was telling us the story about what happened. I mean, you guys really don't have to be so on edge. If she wanted to offer us all, she would have already. I mean, we all know that she's capable. 
<laughs> Can you make me a? I guess that would be a persuasion yeah. check. <laughs> I just want to see how this lands. Natural uh, one. Natural one. The whole camp oh goes no! dead. It's not a natural one, is it? I can't. can't it, is it, yeah. it, is, it is a natural one. It is a natural one. I can't into existence. help but feel like I might have manifested that. Um, <laughs> I think you did. If only, if only uh, I believed oh, in manifestations, no. then I'd feel guilty. But as as it as it is, I don't believe in that shit. So uh, <laughs> it's just you. Could have yelled that twenty. <laughs> Wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> Welcome to entropy, oh, babies. Yeah. Um, yeah, natural one. The camp goes silent. <laughs> Perhaps the done? elf is right. Maybe it is time to pack up and uh, <laughs> maybe we uh, put away the the wine and the uh, the meat for tonight. Perhaps an early night. We will we will take turns with watch. Um, who would take like to take first watch as they begin to look around, like pick off who's doing watches? <laughs> I feel like Thrain would just be too. I think he'd be too inebriated at the moment yeah. to like offer any contest to this. He's Niles doesn't know sort what of in, planet he's on. Yeah, I think Niles and uh, Thrain are sort of next to each other, like face down on the table. Yeah, <laughs> Thrain's still got his beer in his hand, trying to like he's still got some semblance, trying to like get it to his mouth. I love your new title, uh, Lyra, Slayer of Fun. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Um, that's probably a good time to bring up the new channel point reward that is now active on Twitch, because this probably could have been one of the achievements. Um, all of your favorite Steam games, PlayStation games and Xbox games have achievements in them things that you get that get you a little little sense of satisfaction. And I thought, why not incorporate an achievement system into D&D? If you are watching us live on Twitch, you earn channel points. You can spend them on a whole bunch of things. Advantage, disadvantage, summoning monsters. There's now a new option. You can create an achievement for the party to get. And when they do, they'll all gain an inspiration for doing it. I've already created 10 achievements for each campaign that we run that are ready to go right now. If you wanted to, you could create an achievement. There's a little box that you type things in. I would love to see what you guys can come up with. Um, should be lots and lots of fun. I feel like Party Pooper would have been the name of that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Somehow stop a uh, giant feast. Yeah, oh, that's stop, that's stop a celebration dead in its tracks. Um, it's outstanding. <laughs> To lighten the mood, can I yell out? Uh, yeah. We shouldn't be fearing the uh, the dragon turtle. We should be dr fearing the dragon furbolg. The dragon furbolg, yeah. And I'm going to because I'm I'm drunk and trying to show off. I'm going to yeah. try and spit out some of the meat and light it on fire with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go! No, um, that's going to be done with disadvantage. For Ten sure. million percent. Um, oh, what would that be? I'm going oh, to no. say you you have a choice. You have a choice of skills here. Yeah, you have Man, a choice of skills here. This this could actually bring back the fun though. Or it yeah, could set sure. or it could set Ember like on fire. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, that's um, to the world right now, too, so, uh, yeah, so, we're out of it. Ember, you have a choice. You can roll either a performance check with disadvantage <laughs> because you are drunk, or I'm going to say that you can roll... I think I would also allow an acrobatics check here as well. Again, also with disadvantage because you're drunk. acrobatics. I've got a plus two for that, so yeah. let's... Uh natural one can i will oh, another one into existence i'm gonna 
just create nine. another natural one. Nine. That's a nine. <laughs> um, Ember. Okay. Oh, yeah. You you oh, click no. your fingers to create a small flame. <laughs> Shout out that piece about <laughs> you should fear the dragon furball. <laughs> and then spray mead forwards. In your mind, this was a perfect plan. There would be a gout of flame... 10, 20 feet long that would shoot out of your mouth and, and delight and astound those around you. Um, mead's not flammable. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> so what happens is, as you click your fingers to create a small flame and then go, you just sort of spit all of the mead that was in your mouth just past your hand, immediately extinguishing the small flame on your thumb and spraying, I'm going to say, let's say Thrain, <laughs> standing not too far away. Thrain just gets a light <laughs> sprinkling of, of mead and backwash I, um, I feel like I feel like I would sort of lift my head up from my stupor on, like, because it's currently on the table with Niles. Yeah. <laughs> feels Ooh, like it's I, raining. I do, love a, I do love a sea Belize. Oh, that feels nice in my face. <laughs> and I look around, I don't see any ocean or coast around me at all. Uh, funny, maybe it's raining. I don't. I look it up. There's no rain. Ember, <laughs> I unfortunately, around to see Ember. You also breathed in a bit to get like a good, <gasps> to get the the good spray, which also meant you kind of choked on a bit. And so as Thrain looks up, a little like almost like half a mouthful of me just goes <laughs> out of your mouth onto your clothes, <laughs> as you cough up the remaining bit of the meat. Um, I feel like uh, that still works. I mean, are the people hey, going to laugh or they were going to be amazed? Meat. What What are you doing with the meat? Don't waste it. Why are you spitting it out? I, I got to offer you the other, like, litre that I had probably have left out of my four litres or whatever they call yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a Costco why, size. Uh, why are you... Why are you... Why, why, why are you... Sp sp lit? Don't waste it. And I sort of throw myself back on the, the table. One of the Drangir <laughs> Ember, a, uh, a woman with uh, half her head shaved back, the other half um, plaited into this very long Viking braid. You can see that the side of her head's being tattooed with these almost what look like lines to resemble like a stylized claw mark across the side of her head that sort of finishes just at her eyes. She looks down, pats you on the back very gently. I think it might be time for bed, little one. Okay, going to... Get you a little blanket. We'll tuck the little one in beds. There's a bit of a murmur of chuckles around the fire. She goes, shh, you'll Wait, wake the that? babies. As she points at Thrain and Ember. <laughs> I am not a baby, please don't. And then I rage and I grow in size, doubling in my size. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, now you've done it. <laughs> I am not a baby. Why do you call me baby for, huh? I'm wrestling now, please. <laughs> She looks over towards clearly one of the, the captains. Actually, I'm saying she probably looks at Bravi. Yeah, the, um, yeah go, go, go. I was going to say, I feel like because I've drunk a lot, like a lot, even that nine probably doesn't really make up for how much she's probably drunk by this point. I probably would stand up, sort of swaying. Now I'm like double size. I'd put my hand out for like an arm wrestle. I sort of look around and then I'll sort of go forward, trip, and then I'll sort of sort of start stumbling and fall on my back and you just hear this resounding thud as the ground shakes a little bit because I'm now a large creature. Yeah. I, I want to add to that, right? Because you unrage if you don't attack anything at a turn, right? So So then I after a turn I would then come back down yeah. into my size yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do you hurt yourself on the way down? Does the rage continue? Uh, I'm gonna say that he doesn't fall enough to like deal damage to himself. Like, because if, oh. if you if you <laughs> like fall onto soft, done. swampy soil, 
from yeah, the standing. I, I don't think you're going to take any damage. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I do grow in size, so hopefully that could be very interesting for them. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a sudden again. pause and hush as the giants watch you grow in size. Interestingly as well, when you activate this effect, Thrain, the frost giant features become a little bit more obvious. Your skin takes on a slightly paler pallor. The areas of frost that occasionally glisten across your beard and face strengthen as you grow in size. Your hair taking on this much lighter white appearance. Your eyes. I would again, even love for like, yeah, like oh, yeah? the the beard. The beard would be really cool if it's like, yeah, like you said, frosting up. Yes. Almost yeah. like it's like freezing up. That'd be cool. Yeah, and your breath steams and coalesces in front of you as you as you breathe out and exhale. This crystallizes in front of you. Um, yeah, there's a pause as the giants watch you grow to enormous size, trip, stumble, land on your ass, and then shrink back down again like Mario, having worn off the mushroom. There's there's this sudden pause and silence. One of the Drengir looks down, the, the warrior who had handed you the slab and meet the, the old gentleman, and then looks at Bravi. Bravi shakes his head imperceptibly, this sort of subtle shake, and then nods over towards Morla and Gunglot. The rest of the, the Drengir, the warriors, pause and then continue on packing up the camp, giving themselves like, a chatter, sort of picking up once again, a few of them uh, reaching out and throwing over one massive bedroll that they roll out for all of you to lie on, like it's a almost like a six-man bed sideways. So where, where a giant would lie on it head to toe, you can lie on it sideways, and it's a perfectly sized bed for all of you to just lie on this, uh, this large bedroll. You can almost get a few sticks and turn it into a tent. It is so large. And I think that is where you drop off to sleep. You awaken the next morning. Niles expecting to be absolutely writhing in pain after his night of drinking. Ember and Thrain expecting to have pretty nasty hangover. But surprisingly, you wake up feeling a bit dry, a bit dehydrated, but not as in as much not in as much pain as you thought you should. Noises are a little bit louder, the lights are a little bit bright, but nowhere near how sick you should feel. Niles, you in particular, I mean, you sort of stumble out of bed ready to be in excruciating pain. As an owl and sunlight at the best of times is sometimes a little bit harsh. Yeah. As you walk out, your pupils down to pinpricks. <laughs> but even then, it's it's not as bad as you're expecting. Um. You, you awaken you do start the day with one point of damage <laughs> that's it that's the oh, wow, only okay. it's the only ill effect um, <laughs> along with a, a sense of like a grumbly tummy as you uh, your stomach protests at having to have processed uh, that much alcohol without any water oh. to help you along oh. uh, but for Thrain and Ember you, you feel I'd say mildly hungover you know you should be worse than this Lyra you wake up feeling great no problems at all. And Harry, you, you didn't drink anything, so you wake up feeling uncool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Nah, I couldn't resist. Oh. <laughs> um, as you awaken and head out, you can see that breakfast is being prepared by the other hill giants. Um, Mola seems to be asleep, her form having sunk back down into the crystal blue water, leaving most of her shell exposed. No longer mistaken, no longer able to be mistaken for an island. The shell overnight, after the effect of Ember's uh, efforts with this spell with plant growth, is actually shining once more, looking almost polished, 
you can see lines that almost look like um, uh, tree rings on each section of her shell-like scales. The land around has bloomed even more so. Trees surrounding this island are laden with fruit, heavy, the branches almost drooping under their weight. The hill giants, for their part, look fairly amused by this, uh, excitedly gathering up much of the bounty that has suddenly provided itself to them. Uh, two of the giants wading out into the uh, the waters and trying to catch some of the fish with their large nets. Gunglot sits by herself over towards the far edge of the island encampment. Shoes off, pants rolled up to her knees, dipping her feet in the crystal clear waters. She sits back and looks out towards the sun as it rises over the eastern trees. What would you guys like to do? Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Let's not all answer at once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense that your characters would take a moment to just like... Yeah. Uh, just to yeah. sink in how different this place looks after a night. Yeah. Not just the curse breaking, but the spell plant growth that Ember cast. I mean... Ember and Lyra in particular, there's an energy to this place now, an energy that you can sense as druids. This place is, is vibrant and teeming. It feels powerful. It feels awake. Whereas the land before felt dead, this feels alive. I think I think for Niles, he doesn't necessarily sense the same way that the druids do, but he does feel like a, a life force sort of emanating more so from this land now that he mm. probably didn't experience before. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You might even, well, with you talking about fish, over the course of like the last 24 hours, it's probably like some form of animal life like now starting mm. to make their way back in if you're talking about fish and such. 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frogs, lizards, fish, you can occasionally see um, larger uh, eels, like much, much larger eels. We're talking sort of like nine feet long, swimming through the, the bushes and digging out tunnels again for their um, their hollowed out homes in the, in the soil under the water. Um, you see a small group of river otters playing over near the far side of the uh, far side of the glade. This place is alive. Yeah, that was a really good use of plant growth, Sai. Yeah. That was, that was very Fantastic. nice. Very thematic as well. Yeah. Very much so. I, I, yeah. if, you, if you have played D&D as a druid and you've used plant growth, let me know if you've ever used the eight-hour casting of plant growth, because I never <laughs> have as a player. And it's one of those things where, like, it's got such potential, but I think it's one of those things that you just don't remember to use or don't think about yeah, using. Yeah, and, no. yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ember, you are actually going to get an inspiration for that. That is so thoroughly in keeping with your character, in keeping with your um, your background, in keeping with yeah. It, that that is a real character roleplay moment for you. Fantastic. 100%. Well, I mean, considering that we've now just come out, and uh, is Mola still asleep under the water, mm. or is she? Yeah, her head seems oh. to be buried back under the water. But whereas before it was her shell was covered in slime and mud and dirt to make it look like a small mountain, a small mountain, a small hill. It's not that big. Um, now it is really clearly a massive turtle shell, and you can see the her feet splayed out underneath the crystal blue water. Schools of fish darting around and moving uh, around her, hiding in her shade from the predators. Hawks that uh, fly above. A few um, a few Brahmini kites 
very specifically Australian bird for any uh, Australian tweeters out there, people who like birds. Ooh, pictures, there you go. Yeah. I know yeah. about kites. Yeah. I am a conservationist, so I should. <laughs> this is this yeah. is for Jared. This goes out to Jared. If you buy any kites. I'm a real life druid. He's a real life druid. You are. You I actually are. I one either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I actually saw a kite the other day, kind of hey. gliding around near the, the park. They're really cool. They are. Yeah. Yeah. The kites, like, they hover. Yes. Like, they're one of the few the that actually sort of can. Yeah. And then they uh, hover and then they like go in when they see it's something. A, it's a real telltale sign when you see them. They kind of just hover there. Yeah. And it's really odd to see because you don't expect a bird to kind of be in one, like in a stationary yeah. position in the air. And then you see them just dive down. It's really impressive. So Brahmini kites have a pure white head and belly and then this like red russet wings and top of their body. They're very beautiful birds. Um, I don't think we get. I don't. I, I don't know if they're they mostly are Queenslander. Here. I think Queenslander. Because we have um, we have black shouldered kites. Yes. We have um, other. We have other kites too. So they're really. This cool. is such mm. an aside. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, no, no. I've I've absolutely actively participated in this. <laughs> so <laughs> I fucking started it. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, you can see birds flying over above, um, occasionally diving down and snatching fish from the water. I think. Um, I think Niles is probably, um, he probably sees uh, Gunlock just kind of sitting on her own and he kind of like glances around to see, you know, if there's anyone that's kind of standing near her and he probably just like, uh, probably like just flies up you know, kind of nearby to Gunlock and just sort of says, ah, uh, good morning, uh, Gunlock. Couldn't help but see that you were on your own here. Uh, I, I trust things went well with, um, uh, with Mola last night. Didn't get a chance to talk to you about that. Niles, no. The conversation went long into the night. I did not have much of a chance to speak with you after uh, the celebrations had drawn to a, might I say, an early finish? Earlier than I was expecting of my drengia. <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I, 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 uh, you must forgive me. I, uh, I, I, I kind of lost a little bit of track of time there. I think the celebrations, uh, I haven't partaken in a celebration of that scale for, for quite a long time. Uh, my, 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 my judgment of time is a little bit, uh, well, a little bit confused this morning. Uh, uh, to me, it seems like it went a very long time. <laughs> uh, the reserve Methleglen will do that to you. I uh, thought you were rather brave, all of you, accepting drinks from hill giants. Uh, there's one thing we do very well, it is brew. Uh, well, that's that is fair. I I do feel quite good this morning. Uh, admittedly, I thought I would feel a little bit uh, worse for wear, but um, no, I feel quite good. Um, all things considered, um, but yeah, it's it's good to hear that things with Gunlock went well. Um, with Mola, yes, they did go. Oh, sorry. My no, 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 yes. not at all. There are many names that you have to remember, often with mm -hmm. not a lot of context. There's another DM speaking, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. <clears throat> yes, talks went very well. She, I mean, in no small part, thanks to your efforts to help her, free her from the denying that had been placed upon her, she was very grateful for your help and said that you spoke rather highly of me and my clan. And she is willing to once again dive down deep into the ocean to help locate the, uh, the oil that we require to help power many of our machines. We do not use the fancy machines that the cloud and the storm giants create. We prefer to understand how our things work. If you cannot see its mind, how can you know what it is thinking? Hmm? This is a good Where point. do the thoughts come from? 
So no, we generally like to use much simpler machines. You put fuel in and motion or movement comes out. Or sometimes a cannonball, depending on the type of machine we use. Niles kind of like looks out over the water a little bit at this point and uh, sort of just keeps him, keeps talking. Um, but sort of says, There's a, I guess there is a certain simplicity to this, something quite elegant in it. Um, something that I haven't really thought of before. I mean, my, my knowledge of giant technology is quite fledgling. Um, and I suppose the hill giant technology is the one thing I know the least amount about. But there, but in my brief time with you, it, it does seem like there is an elegance to it. It, it isn't as complicated, but there is a simple understanding of maybe perhaps more of a grounded, uh, a grounded feeling to it. There's a, more of an appreciation for it uh, in the in the natural world. It, it, it is an interesting thing to consider. And you, with those words, you prove yourself wiser than most of the uh, storm giant mystics, as they call themselves. <laughs> a thing does not need to be complicated to be beautiful. I often have found the simple things to be far more beautiful. Mm. Yes, I, indeed. I, we agree with everything you say. It is how we have lived for generations and how we will continue to live for generations again. Mm. Indeed. Um... I guess my only other question is what 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 now? Uh, you, you've got more now to find the oil. Uh, will you be staying in this region for much longer, or are you going to um, prepare to, I suppose, confront your 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 brothers? Was it? Yes, my two brothers. And uh, no, we are going to follow Mola out to sea for the next week or so, while she dives down deep to find the oil. Once we have found uh, a rich vein, we will tap it and drain it and refill our tanks once again. Our mm. fort is uh, running rather low on fuel. So in the astral ah. space, we do not have to worry too much about fuel. The gravity there is different, but since coming back, it has been much harder without any constant supply. But with Moller's help, I think we will be able to power most of our engines as well as some of our weapons. Then we are ready to clash with the other clans because there is a fight coming soon mm. as well. And it gives me an opportunity to ask something that not many of my kind would be willing to ask. Despite being small folk, I think all of you have proved yourselves giant in heart, shall we say. And I would have a place for you in the coming battle, all of you. Well, that is a, that is an honor, Conlot. Uh, um, that is, I, what? That is an incredible honor to beseech upon us. Um, I'm sure the others will be most pleased to hear that. Um, I think I guess I guess now, uh, I guess I will chat to my companions and I will see what next we where where, where next we are needed. Um, I will you, tell you, truths. You. It is pragmatism. We are not many in number. My brothers proved persuasive in their recruitment. I would have every man, woman, fighter that I can in the battlements. Indeed. Well, thank you. Your, your words honor us and may our alliance, our, our, our friendship with you uh, only continue to strengthen in the coming 
months and years. There is one other thing. Speak to Bravi, my skulls, when you get the chance. He um, had a chat with me last night. It seems he has found something that may be of interest to all of you. And your oh. predicament? The items in your hands? Oh, oh. I kind of glanced down at the, at the crystal. Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be good. Um, that would be any anything we can find out about these crystals will uh, will certainly help us in the, in the long run. We're we're all still trying to figure it out. It's a uh, it's a bit complicated. But if Bravi has something, uh, I'd be good. To, it'd be good to hear from him. Yes, speak speak with Bravi when you get the chance, all of you. Ah, for now, I must prepare to head back and bring the fort over here. Mola will awaken soon, and she has told us she will not be. Uh, not be waiting for the young ones, as she calls it. <laughs> ah. ah, that's, uh, I suppose if she's raring to go, there's not a much you could, you can say or do to stop her. If she, uh, when she gets an idea in her mind, I think she'll, she'll stick to it. Um, Indeed, I think that is true. Mm. Uh, I guess before we depart, um, is there any way that we might be able to contact you? And, uh, if we need to, uh, send you a message or any type of uh, communication. Is there anything that you prefer or anything that you use? What do your people use to communicate between cities and towns when they need to contact another? Well, uh, we do have the Arakokra service. I, I suppose I could engage their uh, their, um, their services if need be, if, we're, if we return back to Oxenford. Uh, uh, bird people much... like you, no? Yes, yes. Uh, very similar to, to, my, to me and my kind, but uh, a little bit different. Uh, you... Uh, less uh, owl-like and more bird-like um, mm. in our appearance. We did have a very colourful one come through uh, when we first arrived with an invitation to go and meet with a, um, an ambassador, they called themselves from Palin. Um, had a long black beak and colourful rainbow plumage. Is this one of oh. our messengers? I, I believe it would be, yes. Um, it may be, that may have been a uh, a, a message, an Arakokra message? Uh, would I would I know that's a messenger, like an Arakokra messenger? I mean, it sounds like a toucan Arakokra. Probably yeah, a messenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro probably yeah. a messenger. Because I, I like I forgive me if I'm just assuming this, but there yeah. there are there is like a specific like guild of Arakokra. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. a number of Arakokra long ago banded together to form a Nostea wide messenger guild. Yeah, uh, and cool. in almost so that's, every that's city. Yeah, in, in every city across Oshia, Balmia, even as far as Chiari, um, mm, wow. the Dragonborn yeah. capital, you will find, probably in the two major cities uh, of the Dragonborn and, and Dragons, you will find an Arakokra messenger tower. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the dwarves okay. of Balmia at the top of the giant's fingers mountain range, which the dwarves, the mountain dwarves have actually hollowed out this entire mountain range, the very top of the middle finger. There is a small platform for the Arakokra messenger birds to, to come and leave from the Arakokra to uh, to fly from. Yeah, no, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Nal says that, uh, but he also says, "Oh, there are there are other methods, uh, magical methods um, that we can use as well. Um, and we may, if I, I myself do lack the ability to, but maybe some of my companions or other people in our in our uh, in our guild may be able to contact you as well, um, if need be." Any of those methods would work. Uh, magic Excellent. would work. Um, just make sure you identify who it is and how you're using magic. We are. Uh, oh, of course. Don't just trust all forms of magic inherently. The the Indeed. magic you I... use, 
the magic all of your people use, the people of this land. It is strange the way it functions. It is not so simple as runic magic. It seems more complex, more... Hmm, it is interesting. Not as pure as yeah. the runes. You just write what you want to happen. Magic happens. Wow. That is uh, an interesting thought. My my knowledge of magic is, is, is severely... Well, I wouldn't say severely, but it is limited uh, compared to others. Um, uh, but I'm sure others in my, in my group might wish to, to discuss that further with you. Uh, the, the possibilities of runic magic is, well, uh, understandably uh, quite unknown. Um, so I'm sure there may be people who might want to ask you questions in the coming, the coming days. Um, but I will relay all of this back to my party and, uh, and I guess if we don't see you before we leave, I will uh, I bid you farewell. If any of the others wanted to be there with Niles, I'm sure Niles... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't even... have to be, uh, I don't have to be alone. Oh, no. be other Harry, Harry is running around on the grass. Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm probably doing still... Rabbit things. Little zoomies. <laughs> Little zoomies, <laughs> yeah. I'm still probably buddying up with some of the giants. Yeah, to yeah, I mean, they're having a great old time with you. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to what? Sorry, uh, let's go Ali first, then we'll go Sai. What did you say, Ali? Uh, if there's any sort of uh, dark or dank, less vegetated areas um, <sighs> that seem. Got rid uh, of all that! Applicable <laughs> <laughs> you might just sort of be. <laughs> uh, you're trying to, trying to re encourage the. Uh... I mean, we've had, we've had the such a killer of, of fun. <laughs> We've had the encouragement of plant growth. We've got the animals that have come in, but the ecosystem is unbalanced. We need no, that's fair enough. something you to need take the... care of the detritus. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a good point. True. It is true. It is a good point. True. I was yeah, going, I mean, mm. underneath uh, some uh, of the trees. It helps a lot of nutrients actually flow from exactly. the tree. So. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Without so fungus and nitrogen-fixing bacteria, all decaying uh, matter would be locked out of the ecosystem once again. Um, mm -hmm. Lyra, underneath each of the trees in between their roots, you're able to plant some small spores and encourage the early stages of mycelium growth around the, the roots of the trees to help um, eat and, and consume the decaying plant matter. Uh, as, it, as the leaves drop onto the ground around the roots, now there is a healthy population of uh, fungus to help uh, consume and, and recycle that nutrients back into the ecosystem once again. Uh, Ember, what did you say you are doing? I'd be collecting fruit and I probably would have, I mean, I feel like I was working with Mauler for about eight hours the yeah. day before. I probably would have yelled out, good morning, Mauler, whether or not she uh, responds or not. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so. As you as you call out, good morning, Mauler, I'd say probably like collect the fruit first. Everyone's sort of getting ready. The camp begins to get packed up and you've got a few moments to yourself, Ember. And as you head on over to, um, to Mauler's shell, half buried in the in the water and uh, soil underneath you shout out to her for a moment there's silence and then you watch as a ripple moves across the water away from the shell and then with the sound of groaning wood and breaking stone Mauler slowly begins to rise back up again the feet slamming down into the water creating small waves that ripple up over the edge of the island and as the head pulls up and stretches round, one eye opens, turns, and then another as she looks down and yawns, her enormous mouth eclipsing you, casting you in shadow as even the sun behind her is blocked out by this enormous maw opening wide. Oh. Oh. 
breakers, nithing slayers. Oh, I slept so soundly last night. Nothing nipped my heels, cut into my shell or scales. And I awake to see the warm sun again. She pauses and begins sniffing, her eyes sort of turning towards the trees nearby. Um, from this angle, Ember, with the sun now reflecting, you can see that she has some pretty intense cataracts as well. <laughs> Just given her age, <laughs> she sort of squints as she stares through at this grove of trees. Ah, I smell food. And she opens her mouth wide and clamps down on one of the trees, tearing it up, roots and all. And as she throws her head back, hum, crunches down. The tree is splintered as it is torn apart. And she, hum, sweet, clear, clean. What have you done to these lands, little caretaker? I've uh, I've blessed the lands essentially. I've I've made it. They'll be more bountiful for you for at least the next year or so. Might sound like a short time to you, but a good amount of time for the the, the land to recover. This magic, you are grove keeper. You could say that. I don't mind that title. <laughs> yeah, it's not a term you've heard before, grove keeper. It sounds it sounds familiar. I mean, you know that the druids often call their their areas either groves or con, uh, enclaves. I almost said conclaves, groves or enclaves. But the title of grovekeeper. Do you want to make me a quick history check? I reckon that'd be something potentially you might know. Sure can. We shall see. The four. I don't think so. Who's got the awesome <laughs> ringtone? Simon has the awesome ringtone. Um, oh, four. <laughs> now nah, you've never heard grovekeeper before. Ember. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, Mola, we've actually, I think we're going to be heading off shortly. I just thought I'd ask before I leave, is there anything else that might be buried around here that might help me on my journey or anything that you know about these? And I'll hold my hand up with the stone and be like, anything you know about this? Let me look. She sort of tries to get an angle down, her head pushing into the sand and the muddy soil as she gets one enormous eye. I, I mean, you are the size of her eye. It is huge. As she pushes her head down to look and you hold up your hand, one enormous eyelid half closes as she squints. Hmm. Press that little trinket against my snout. I will see what I can sense. She slowly turns her head back towards you. Yep, I'll put my hand right on that nostril. <laughs> I'm going to need a wisdom saving throw, please, uh, Ember. Oh, sure thing. Twelve. Oh, Twelve? Ember. For a moment, you feel sensation suddenly fall away. Temperature, taste, sound, sight all fading out into grayscale. And you feel old. You feel the endless march of days, weeks, years push through and push past you. 
facing eternity. This feeling of being so old. And then a sight suddenly returns to you. You find yourself looking down at a tiny figure. Looks familiar. Grayish skin. Slightly reddish brown hair. Grayish blue. Almost sheep-like ears. Placing its hand against your snout. This young creature. This tiny speck. It'll be gone in an eye blink. Nothing left. Even its bones turn to dust. Leaving behind nothing. I obviously would go to look around. I'm clearly... Would I recognise myself in front of me? <laughs> no. It, it, there's a familiarity to it. But it, you can't quite put your finger on it. It seems oddly familiar, but... You're not sure why or how. Feels like a distant dream. So much time has passed. It's hard to remember. Suddenly, you feel yourself being pulled back. And as you turn, a hand on your shoulder, blazing black and red with flame. An armoured form. Dressed in these dark, iron-plated metal, flowing, almost looking like it's being molded out of lava itself. Molten metal given shape and form. A beard made of fire blazing around this dark black skin. Cracks of glowing ember through it and these burning red eyes. And suddenly you remember yourself again. And remember this figure. You've seen this shape this form before. A fire giant. Eldia. The name suddenly comes to you. It's the fire giant you see, the echo that you've lived before. Not today, little one. You are too young to be lost in the eyes of a dragon turtle. Come, you are not ready for this yet. Suddenly there's a rush. Your vision returns and you pull your hand away from Mauler. The stone is bright red, glowing hot in your hand. You can feel the heat emanating from it. And as you turn over and look, you watch tiny flames begin to fade away, dancing across your hands and across the stone. Mauler pulls back and you see a tiny burn print in the shape of your hand on her nose. That burn. I do not like that little stone. Feels like flame, like fire. Oh. Sorry. Good baby. <laughs> Sorry, Mola. Oh, mm, I'm still in shock. Oh, uh, what, what, what did you do? <laughs> Nothing. I reached out felt a presence push back then the heat burning like the sun and you didn't learn anything from your uh, your spells oh i learned that i do not like that hot stone to burn my scales your flesh should be melted. Wow. 
Great. Well, great. thank you, Maula, for trying to help. Um, I suppose I'll have to keep searching for uh, more answers on this. Maybe don't touch it to other people who are just trying to help. Are you actually trying to help? I was. Now I don't want anything to do with that rude stone. Thank you for trying. I, uh, As Mola presses her yeah. face down into the water, it sizzles ever so slightly. <laughs> the section of scale. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Mola. We must be off. But uh, as I mentioned, was there anything else around here that you think might be of use for us on our journeys? You've been here for a while. I imagine you've collected some things. The place where you slew the knifing, the barrel ghast. You should look through many components, rare items needed to complete the knithing, bound within that rotten form. You should pick through whatever remains. Maybe something survived, something you can use. Fantastic. Thank you, Mola, and I'll walk off to uh, investigate the area. Perfect. I'd probably say at this point, the rest of you kind of, as Mauler throws her head back in pain after being burned, I'd say that probably does draw some of your attention. Mauler moving very quickly. The Drengir packing up camp certainly notice hands again dropping to weapons as they fall into battle-ready stances before realizing they're not under attack right now and keeping a wary, watchful eye on Mauler. As Ember heads on over to the decomposed pile of black sludge that would that was once the Barrowgast, this hulking, undead, giant form. You can see that with the efforts of your spell, uh, Plant Growth, and with the, the breaking of the curse, you can see that all around this section where the Nithing was killed has actually been left unaffected by the spell. There is still this one tiny circle of blight, roughly about 15 feet in diameter, of this dark grey soil. You can see... Along the edges, grass has grown to make a perfect circle. And as the wind changes, one of the blades of grass slowly leans over and immediately rots right back to the stem as it passes over the border of this circle of blighted land. In the center, a dark barrow of dark black soil rises up like a small crest, roughly about five, six feet high. This almost what looks like a, a shallow grave that's been dug, something buried underneath to make a small pile of dirt. This grave soil, almost like a brackish grey-purple colour marking its surface. I'd say all of you kind of see him beheading over and see Mauler do this at this point. You can reunite as a party if you like. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, why not? Well, I'll... Yeah. Um, why not, head hey? into the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll head into the circle and I'll start looking around to see if I can see anything on the floor and if not um, I will push aside some of the dirt <laughs> yeah perfect um, as you begin sort of picking through um, sort of nudging things aside to try and see what you can see um, could you make me an investigation check please no, nothing happens to Amber when he enters the circle does it? no 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 it only affects plants the oh, yeah. blight um are we able to assist him in any way with this? Well, this is yeah, I'd say so. Sure. 
How many aids have I rolled tonight? Um, yep. <laughs> we got a lot of low rolls tonight. <sighs> Seven. Happens. Uh, and does. happened again. Happens <laughs> again. As you begin I sort will... of... Oh, yes, you go, you go. I was going to say, I might as well use that inspiration just for a, uh, a third go of it. I mean, thematically, like, you want to get rid of the blight, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We're very high wisdom base. I don't think there's a lot of intelligence these days. So. Uh, oh, oh, our intelligence uh, character disappeared. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we where also lost he, our strength characters. So. Where did he go? Where did that? Where did that cheeky little cheeky little scamp disappear to? Well, I guess like Could it's I, like oh. intelligence or frontline fighter. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could I also do a nature check to try and recognize what is happening in the area, or if I would know anything about it? Yeah, or... absolutely. You can make me a, a nature check. Of course you can. Sixteen's pretty good though. Sixteen. Oh. Uh, sorry, Ooh, 16 nice. was the investigation. 23. Um, yeah, I mean, the curse that you broke, that the, the nithing, the giants call it, this whatever this curse was, was powerful. It has lasted, it has like lasted after the death of the caster, and it has persisted, undiminished un, um, by the passage of time. The most powerful magic, even when disrupted and destroyed, will often leave a scar. This is that scar. There is nothing that will remove this blight. It will remain for the rest of time, this 15-foot circle of damage, this scar upon the very land itself. As the continents shift and change, if this becomes sea or coral reef, there will be a perfect circle of blight amongst the coral of bleached coral in this exact spot a million years from now. This, it's and 100% you would know that it is a sphere, not just a, a single circle, it is a sphere, a 15-foot sphere where this curse was disrupted this scar will remain forever. It will never disappear. Um, it doesn't affect animals, uh, only only plant life. And, and oh, would it affect coral then? Coral is technically a plant. I guess I have to concede that coral would be unaffected. <laughs> um, sponges would fail to grow here <laughs> if it was a coral reef in the future, because <laughs> um, coral is technically an animal. Uh, yeah, so this this section will be dead. This fifteen foot sphere will always be cursed, blighted land. It will never spread. It won't grow, but the soil taken from here. I mean, I would say, Ember, with a 23, you know that some powerful spells require magic from these places, magic from scarred places. Um, given that this is a, ne a necromantic, a, a necrotic blight, probably some necromancers would pay good money for some of this soil. If they were to find out about this place, they could use some of the, the soil from this to help raise powerful undead. This, this soil is a, is a very powerful item. Whatever comes from here will be, yeah, blighted. But it's not the sort of thing you want to be carrying around for long periods of time. Even though it won't spread, if you spend too long in close proximity to it, you will start to find it draining your own life source. Cool. And with the investigation check, do I find anything within the dirt? 16. Yes, you do. Uh, I'm going to get you to roll me a d100, please. Sure thing. 86. 86. Not bad. Interesting. Okay. Um, as you reach in and sort of begin pushing through, um, pushing through the soil, you find your fingers brushing something hard, something crystalline. And as you brush aside the soil, from inside this dark barrow, light begins to emanate you pull forward a small sphere, roughly about three feet in diameter, 
glowing with a soft white-blue glow. And as you hold it aloft and examine it, it begins to glow and pulse uh, very slightly in your hands. I'm going to put a picture of it in chat for those of you who are watching. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, Drinks you and me, Coke. It's there a Recognize it, or...? Do you want to make me an arcana check? Anyone else who's around Ember can make this arcana check as well. It doesn't need to just be Ember. You've got no fucking idea. This is like a crystal ball. Can you contact spirits, maybe? Who knows? Three. Niles, it's a crystal ball. You can contact spirits with this. Wow! Twelve. What are these rolls? Lyra, six. Maybe you can summon spirits with this? Harry, 16. It's a drift globe. (laughs) This is a drift globe. Um, It's a a small sphere of of thick glass. It has been enchanted so that um, as long as you are within 60 feet of it um, and you speak a command word, you can cause it to emanate light um, or once per day emanate daylight. You can use it to cast the daylight spell, a 60-foot radius of of daylight around you. Um, if you, there are two command words, sorry, three command words, one for light, one for daylight, and another, uh, command word to make it rise up from the ground and float about five feet off and follow you. Cool. Can I do the light still with that? What, yeah, what, can still what's be that lit. What, oh, cool. What's that third lid? Uh, only Ember knows this as Ember, Ember, as you pick this up. Oh, no. <laughs> actually, I'm going to say that it's not words. Ember, as you pick this up. You watch as the light across its surface dances and shifts and three runes in the giant language appear one after the other. The rune for light, the rune for sunlight, and the rune for follow. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. And, okay. And obviously you can read all those words, which is great. So You um, recognise a little bit of the giant language written. I mean, Furbolg is a form of giant language. So, I mean, these these particular runes, just coincidentally enough, are similar enough between the two languages. You know what's hilarious? Ember, you've just discovered HM Flash. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's ready to go into the underdark. Yeah. I love it. That's so good. For those of you who might not have noticed, um, Simon is playing a Pokemon trainer, essentially, as Ember. Um, Yeah, you've picked up HM Flash. Next is Cut and then Strength. (laughs) I love it. Brick Break. No, Rock rock Break. Rock Smash. Rock Smash, yeah. I mean, look, you said it was three feet, so quite large isn't it so yeah. i i realize i'm gonna i'm gonna walk back from three feet because i'm gonna be honest i'm used to dealing in metric not feet it's like a foot so like 30 centimeters okay. great also it's quite well, large it is it's, like, it's big it yeah. In the back or? Yeah, yeah yeah great well i'm gonna pick it up i guess you're, best. And... you're pretty big yeah um, i'm gonna call it flash Allie, i'm gonna pop it in my bag i'm gonna need <laughs> you to say out loud what you just said then because we're gonna oh, name and shame yeah. you for this what, what did you just type into <laughs> chat so I'm way behind on this. So epic wolf, but is the name Ember a take on Ash? No one say anything. No one say anything. Simon, what's your character's full name and title? I am Ember of the Collectives. Could that in any way or form be related to Ash Ketchum? I don't know. Hard to know. It's very hard to. I can't see. Can't see any correlation or connection there. I think you just need to leave that to the imagination, man. Like, I, I'm pretty know. sure. I'm pretty sure Ember's artwork has a Pokeball somewhere. On it, it has a Pokeball. On, you yeah, can see it on the overlay in the very <laughs> center of his chest. There's a Pokeball. <laughs> Pokemon related, but like, I only just got the name. 
the first time he summoned, the first time he summoned his little thing, Flicker, he said, "Flicker, I choose you." Like I don't know how much more blatant he could have been. <laughs> Flicker even sounds like Picker. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> that was very. I only just realised that similarity. Then, sorry, was that deliberate the whole time for Flicker? Yes, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I will take that. And the only other thing I wanted to do is when I attacked the Barragast, I threw like the. Ken, I can't remember what it was. It was like a sprig of like holly oh, or something like that. that was yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, like, if there's any of that still growing around there, I'm going to break some off and I'm going to put it in a little glass vial and I'm going to keep that as like a uh, little badge from my battle. Oh, actually, oh. I've got, I've got a, I've got a better idea than that. If you're happy to, happy to indulge me for your very first gym badge, um, as you pull free the, uh, the drift globe. It's actually Harry who spots this, a little glint of metal on the ground. And as you sort of like begin kicking away at the soil with your sort of long dexterous rabbit feet, Harry, um, you see what looks like a little shard of junk metal. At first you thought it might be a little bit interesting, but it turns out it's just a shard of metal, probably from the Barrowgast's belt, um, one of the uh, the sections of, of rotten leather, one of the belt buckles maybe. You sort of move past it and begin sort of hopping around. Ember, as you bend down and pick it up, you can see that the flames that you had thrown at this thing and Flicker's fire that had burned it has actually slightly melted the metal into almost what looks like this spiraling teardrop form as the what was maybe once part of a buckler, maybe once part of a, um, a belt buckle, has actually melted into this small, probably like five centimeter long teardrop shape of molten metal with a giant rune in the very center. Perfect. Well, I will take that, and that will be uh, my little memento from the fight. Like, so, pin, it, nice. pin it to your pack. <laughs> um, I would like to approach Ember real quick. As you were looking at the Drift Globe and I you were a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I cast Daylight, hold it up in his face and run. I'm going to do Flash. <laughs> but no, I, I will approach him and be like, so... Because I rolled a 12 for my Arcana. Did I know it was Drift Globe as well? Mm. Absolutely, right. yeah. And is the Drift Globe, it seems like it's an a, a ancient giant tech. Yeah, so so this this item clearly, like, so the, I mean, from what you've understood, um, Thrain, one of the material components of this knifing was the body of a hill giant who had fallen um, in battle. That was one of the material components. And so the knithing kind of possessed this corpse and the curse animated it. So when you destroyed the, the body and the container for the curse, the curse itself was dispelled. Yeah, I mean, this looks like... Uh, I, I would say that probably, Thrain, you know that your village has two of these. Um, yep. One in the, the main long hall and another one over the village gates that constantly cast light, um, even during okay, the dark so of winter. Because you're far from you're from the far north, so yeah, in winter when yeah. the when the sun never rises, I, these are the only two things that provide light to your town. Okay, to your. Uh, I was just yep, yeah, that's yeah. cool because I was just wondering because if there was none of these at all, I, I was going to approach this a little differently, um, because the whole thing I'm, I left was to discover giant tech. Yeah. Um, that is a great find, my friend. That we only have a few of them up in my village. To find one here, that's most momentous. I, I um, no, I, 
please watch over it and keep it safe. I'd love to take it back to my village and show them that there are more of these. Oh, definitely. I'd love to see more of this and, like, you know, holding the orb still and impressed by it. Actually, if I was reading the runes on it, because, I mean, you guys knew what it was, but I didn't know what it was straight away with my eight, would I have... By reading the rune out loud, would it have actually set it off? Or Yes, if you say it out loud, it immediately lights up. Wait, does you said... Simon actually... Does Ember know it's a drift globe? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Do, do no. you know what this is, my friend? Do you know what you have in your hand? No, but it says light and follow. Uh, and... <laughs> if, if you may, let, can I just hold it for a second? As, as you about. say light with the giant rune, you kind of picture it in your mind. Immediately, the drift globe begins to glow with this soft blue light. I am, um, because I've actually worked with some of these. I think I might give Ember just Thrain in his own way would give him a bit, just like a bit of a rundown of a quick tutorial in his own way. Not like very, it's not like, like how Crassus would approach it, but Thrain, this is a dr drift globe, my friend. Um, we have these up in the north. They keep our, they keep the light in our village going, like, because it gets so dark. Um, this is the rune. You obviously know the runes, uh, light and daylight and other such things. So, um, no, keep it close. It'd be very handy when uh, all all lights go out. Oh, fantastic! I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it close by. <laughs> You've got it. Whenever you say that, you have to do it as you must keep this as a light when all other lights go out. <laughs> you have to commit yeah, to the Yeah, that popped in voice. my head. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I liked it. Always a fan of a good Lord of the Rings. Which when I uh, I find a bike and I'm not allowed to use it here, it's not appropriate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The professor's words echo in your ears. There's a time and a place for this ember. <laughs> uh, so good. As you go to cast uh, cast daylight, you're already outside. There's no need to use this. Uh, I cool. Awesome. Brilliant. Uh, perfect. Uh, did you guys? Wh what would you like to do? Um, I, I'll in the purposes for the the purposes of keeping things kind of moving. If you wanted to speak to um, Bravi, the yeah. Skald, now's a really good yeah. time to do it because they're going to offer uh -oh. to take you back. To actually, we don't know, actually. We don't know Niles. Well, Niles, having like come over and been a part of all of this, I'd probably say, oh, uh, that reminds me, I was uh, just chatting to Gunlot, and uh, she said that uh, Bravi, the the Skald, had something to say to us about the. Uh, about the uh, the crystals, the Yalsfeed, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Perfect. Mm. Let's yeah. go then. We have we've figured this out. Let's go and see what he has to say. Come on, let's go. Come on, team. Oh. Come on. And I start trudging my way through the water and the things again to where we need to go. Yep. Bravi uh, is already back at his. You follow Pet. I'm going to assume you are following. Uh, yeah. Harry jumps on Thrain's shoulder. Oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> Always. Oh, yes. Come on, jump on my my furry friend. Come on, let's go. Come, little rabbit. <laughs> I will lead you to even... greener pastures. <laughs> and as I go, I probably would hum like some like old like Goliath sort of adventuring, traveling tune. And like for some strange reason it sounds like run rabbit run rabbit run 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 <laughs> yeah, it's weird uh, um harry, harry harry finds it really catchy and joins in <laughs> oh even better with little squeaks as well because like a little rabbit making little like squeaky noises 
Um, <laughs> as you as you get back towards the uh, longship that um, Bravi had uh, had flown you guys across in the very first time, you can see he's getting it ready. A number of the other hill giants, uh, some of the Drengir, uh, working with him, tying supplies, packing up camp and putting it back on the ship. As he sees you approaching this very old hill giant, the long braided beard tied into these um, beautiful knots, sort of turns and looks, gives a bit of a smile and goes, mm. I wondered when you might be coming to speak to me. Let's uh, take a walk away from these boneheads. As he looks over towards the other drink, you go, hey, up yours. <laughs> he gives him a smile and a nod. Leads you over towards one of the other smaller islands. Takes a seat on a large stone. I was thinking about what you showed me. Those items in your hands. Reminds me of a tale that I heard long ago when I was a young, young lad. It was a story about an item created by the storm giants. Item created to hold all of their pasts together. Keep them collected. Any storm giant who wanted could tap into this. See through their ancestors' eyes. Hear what they heard. Feel what they felt. This gift helps them understand and see the future. For you see, there is no greater temptation for a storm giant. No greater urge than to see into the future. This gift of prophecy is a curse as well. Storm giants are obsessed with understanding what is to come. I suspect that's only gotten worse after our imprisonment in the astral space for so long. Can't imagine they saw that coming. <laughs> anyway, this tale gift was given to all of the giant clans, representatives from each, given access to this knowledge, an item they could carry on their person, at any moment could tap in and see the past, see through the eyes of others who had also touched these devices, but it also led to their downfall. You see so many minds stored together. So many experiences, memories, hopes, and dreams, but also fears, hatreds, anger. Because all of a person's mind was stolen by this thing, was copied across. Like a blacksmith making a hundred swords, the hammer that forged it, a single break in its hilt, giving the same flaw to each one. All those minds mixing together, all their fears created something new. A mind made of many. A mind with goals of its own. The storm giants. They were scared of this thing. So they tried to seal it away. I heard they were successful. That whatever this thing was, they'd stopped it story was that gone rogue malfunctioned but was easily fixed the items taken from those who had borne them destroyed sealed forgotten sitting in some storm giant vault at the bottom of the ocean 
Then you lot show up, those pretty little gemstones in your hands. You speak of seeing the past. Just made me think of this old tale. I always thought it was a story told amongst the hill giants, the skald who taught me to hammer home the weakness of the storm giants, the cloud giants. I mean, they present as this strong united front, seeking knowledge and power. But it came at a cost, and that's what this story told. And I thought it was a fanciful tale, meant to scare the young hill giantlings, make sure they go to bed, listen to their parents, eh? No, I just... I don't really believe in coincidence. Seems like this tale's a bit too similar. What say you? Does any of this ring true? Does this sound like what you've experienced? We definitely met someone. Fractured and not whole. They didn't seem evil, but they did seem confused and possibly somewhat conflicted. They wanted out. Or to be combined? I guess, did they want the rest of themselves? From what you've described, wanting freedom, I can't begrudge a, a man or a woman that. Wanting to be free, it's what we all want, isn't it? Is this thing trapped or imprisoned somehow? I mean, the story seems to imply that the storm giants destroyed or hid it away. It is, to our understanding, fractured broken into parts but still very much aware of itself and is trying to come back together um, it wants to become whole again interesting well I'm afraid I don't have much real advice for you just this cautionary tale that was passed down by my teacher to me hmm I don't know how much of it is applicable to your situation, how much of it's true, how much of it's a tale to scare children, but if I could offer any advice, lived a while, gathered some aspect or semblance of wisdom, maybe you should ask more questions before you trust. That is very wise of you. That's what I do. I I know you haven't had too much of a um, uh, good outlook on the storm giants, but would Nay. you think it would be worth finding one of them and talking to them about it? I mean, would that be dangerous? We were thinking maybe Sinmare, but I mean, if you Look, think that's not a good I know, idea. I know a little of the storm giant princess. She seems the best of the lot, but... My experience, storm giants aren't fully to be trusted. There's always some angle, some game they're playing, and often you find out what it is far too late. Because if you don't know what the game is, then you're the one being played. You can? Hmm. There was another question I had, if you didn't uh, mind. During one of our visions, we... We went back in time to when the gates were opened here, uh, when the small folk uh, arrived on this world. Interestingly enough, the hill giants were absent. Do you know why they were absent? Nay, not something I know much about. 
Not sure why. I wasn't around for that. I was learning, traveling. I only found out about the gates being opened when dragons were seen flying overhead. Bloody great lizards. It's the yeah. first I heard they'd opened up portals between the worlds. Interesting. Thank you. Oh, that's something to think about. If you want my best guess, say the hill giants felt that they had no part to play in it. We probably wouldn't have trusted any of that sort of tech anyway. Opening magic and pathways between the worlds doesn't sound like something we'd be interested in. It's a good point, and one that I made clear to Gunlock this morning that I'm beginning to think more and more that there is a certain elegance and simplicity in the things that can be easily explained. Uh, the more I find out about the giant tech, the more I am unsure of it. It is seemingly dangerous in a lot of ways. Fantastic, yes, but mm, unsettling in some other ways, indeed. You know what the cloud giants say? One of their favorite sayings. Knowledge is power. And I, I think that's true to an extent. But I think it gives things power over you as well. That cut, sword cuts both ways. I think these are important words to remember in the coming days. Think it's nice to see that we're not always thought of as backward, hungry savages. Hill giants get a bit of a bad rap, if you ask me. I am a bit biased, though. <laughs> well, I think we have a bit of work to do in convincing the other folk that you are very much to be trusted, well, especially Gunlord and, uh, and uh, the nice, lovely hill giants here. Um, I don't know what type... No, you go, you go. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, I... I, I would pr potentially err on caution, though, with your uh, with Gunlock's brothers. Um, I wouldn't want to. Uh, there may be some hostilities there still that may need to be ironed out before we go I, send the small folk there. You uh, you beat me to it. I was going to say I wouldn't go calling from the mountain tops that hill giants are to be trusted just yet. Our brothers are vicious brutes. The younger one, nasty piece of work. Mm. This is unfortunate. Till she's got them back under her thumb, I'd say it's best to tell the small folk to avoid any hill giants they come across. I'd extend that to all of the giant clans for the moment. Good to know. They're liable to get squashed underfoot. Giants don't often look where they're stepping, especially Cloud. Good to know. Well, hope I was able to provide you with a wee bit of wisdom. Now it's up to you to see if you'll follow it. Indeed. I, uh, I believe we shall. We'll take it on board. Aye. Well, good fortune shine upon you. All of you. Gives you a nod. Bit of Likewise to you. Her. Good luck, uh... With Morla, I hope you find what you're looking for in the in the oceans there. Oh, I think we'll come across what we're after. If we can fill up the three main tanks and two of the auxiliary with fresh oil, we'll be in a good position to hopefully end this without too much bloodshed. 
Once we can show off the power of the fort, our brothers will stand down. They've no way they've been able to secure a viable fuel source, not without Mola's help. We can prove that we can outgun them. They'll fault. The older one, younger one, maybe not. Excellent. Well, I hope it all goes well. Um, I suppose we. I, I, look, I look around the party and I say, well, I guess uh, we've got everything that we need. Um, I guess what's next? Should we return back to Oxenford, perhaps? Check in with the Tempest Guild? Or should we head north? Well, I guess that's a good question to ask. Uh, I myself am uh, journeying with you all, but. I'm not. I'm no part of this guild that you speak of. I'm sure Mira would take an interest in you, Thrain. Uh, you've proven yourself very worthy. Um, I suppose going back to the original objective, it was to make contact with the Hill Giants, and I suppose we have succeeded with that. Um, <clears throat> I guess all that's left to do is actually to return to await instruction by the by the guild. Um, oh, uh, do, you, do you agree with this? I have sort of thought on that. I mean, I think we should definitely return to the village. It was, we kind of left it all upturned. Um, oh, yeah. And they were the, the, the hunters that were looking for the the leader that sort of turned tail and ran. But uh, I was thinking maybe we could message uh, Mira using the um, the sending stones. Does, um, does Mira have same stone in hand that you all have? Yes, indeed. No, no, no. 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 She has the receiving of the sending stone, but not one oh, of the oh. stones. Oh, it's yes. So... yes. So no one else in your guild has same stone? No, no, Niles. no. No, not Alza. <laughs> well, uh, there, there were like a few others that also left. There was, uh, um, uh, oh, there was yes, uh, Nadiz and uh, uh, Tetra. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you too, I look at uh, our, our Ember and Harry. Uh, are you also part of the guild? Yeah, like, we haven't yeah, really yeah. spoken too much about yeah. this. We've been moving a lot. Yeah, That's I a good point. Just for an adventure. Yeah, huh. I just like being part of a team. Well, yes, uh, Lyra and I are, the, uh, are official members of the Tento School. Um, uh, but I'm sure that uh, Mira will welcome you, in, welcome you to your ranks, uh, welcome you into our ranks uh, upon our return to Oxenfurt. But Lyra does raise a good point. We do we leave the village in a bit of a bit of an uproar. Um, villagers are still displaced, to, to the best of my knowledge. Um, for now, uh, we should potentially check in with them and, and, and see if they're they are in need of any assistance. Um, now that we have the situation here under control. What I'm thinking is if we send Mira a message, say that you know we've made contact with the Hill Giants, uh, Gunlot and crew are friendly. There's a pending war between the clans of the Hill Giants. Um, the village has been rebuilt. We're still looking for the leader. And we have three new maybe recruits, and then maybe, though I'm thinking we might need to go north. I mean, I really want to go back to Oxenford and sort of <laughs> maybe get some new gear, but north could I think be fun. North it might be our most pressing matter. I mean, I'm, you know, she's like trying to like sort of like hide the hand, you know, seeing if she can like silence it in some way, but she's like, I'm not entirely sure that this guy can be, like, entirely trusted. I mean, maybe this guy can, but Wait, maybe what, not all of him. What's this about the hand again? The implant in the hand. Oh, oh my, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
maybe we go back to the village, you know, send the message to Mira and just sort of await instructions there? Like, I'm sure the village might have some gear for um, us if we need upgrades. So at a game, when we decided to do this mission for the Giants, party, team, were we giving any reward? Because I don't think I would ask for that, but were, were, did we actually talk about anything? You were told to investigate, and then once you had made contact with the Hill Giants, uh, you were originally then told to report oh. back in, and I mean, instructions would be given. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that, but I mean, like, the Hill Giants oh, asking us with Walla and stopping a whole curse. I, what, think, what? I think the reward was their recognition to discuss yeah. with our guild. Okay, so it's just, we've yeah. broken very oh, good terms. Before, but, uh, so it's, it's basically favour. No, no, there, just, there's a little just, bit. There's I a little bit forgot. more. There's a little bit more. Just okay, um, okay, when you get sorry. back to the when you sorry, get back to the hill fort. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, want to. I don't want to spoil it. What's being discussed? Yeah, yeah. That was that. Was yeah, no, the, that's the, cool. That I'm just because I was rejogging my memory and yeah. Yeah, that's so. fine. I mean, Thrain doesn't even really care too much about material possessions, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, and I guess it's also important to note that like there are only two original Tempest Guild members. Like I'm just saying that. Yeah, that's that's what I thought we should have a quick chat about because there's only two of you from the original party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a merchant. Was that sorry? I'm a merchant. Yeah, a merchant, very bloodthirsty merchant. I mean, what what he is also starts with the same kind of sound as merchant. But I think it moves on to murderer. Nice. At that point. Are you a murder it's, it's merchant? Serial merchant. Murder. Merchant of death. He, he, he deals out, yeah, death. That's his merchandise. <laughs> I'm a merchant of death. Ah, you were like death? Um, but things are half price, he just cuts them in half. I, I slash prices and people. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love half it. off it's your terrible. head. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Niles kind of looks at Lyra and goes, "Yes, that might be a little bit hard to get in the in the in the in the word count of the of the, of the, the sendings done, but perhaps we could just do it over multiple uh, multiple sendings to Mira, so she'll get the picture. We probably we probably just do that, I guess. Like like while we're here, may as well send that messages to we send those messages out to Mira. Depending on where Mira is, I don't know. She, I know she sent Yerveth to." town but maybe she sent some more additional help that has just taken yeah, maybe. up because you have this is on a giant dragon so well i mean we don't really that's a good point but we'd still we don't we wouldn't know exactly where mirror is anyway but we would no, i think it no. would make logical sense for us to just message her anyway it would yeah, be really probably. good to get in contact yeah uh yeah cool perfect uh, yeah. Alrighty. cool um at this point you are invited back onto the long ship a uh, long ship bravi um, takes you back towards the uh, the hill giant fort on the on the larger ship behind the flight. The the there are, these are all air long ships for those of you I'm talking about for this. The they are flying long ships as they head back towards the hill giant fort. Um, successful contact made friends with Gunlot and Co. <laughs> are you working on the uh, working on the twenty five words? Nice for sending. I think um, it's twenty five exactly. <laughs> I think it is actually one two three four five six. Are you, how many words are you counting as Gunlot and Co? Is that deliberately to be one, one word? <laughs> Gunlot and Co. Mm, <laughs> saying it quickly doesn't make it less than <laughs> make it less. What about the apostrophes? <laughs> I mean, technically, we could just send multiple sendings. Could have just said like, made friends with giants going back to village to check. 
<laughs> status. I'm not. I'm not telling you. You know what? They wouldn't know who Gunlord is. They're just like, who's Gunlord? So yeah. saying you have to be friends with giants, that would, I think that's yeah, probably better. No, because Mira did specifically say Gunlord at the um. The very oh, she first, did. Uh, so you have given context. Okay, cool. I'm giving context that it's like that clan. Okay. Sort of yeah. Nah, all all Jaden's point. Um, Ember, Mauler does indeed agree to keep an eye out for any undersea vaults. Ooh, that's juicy. Uh, Ooh, as the as the longships lead you back towards the hill giant fort, overnight, the sphere that had been in the process of disassembling the town before you were able to uh, essentially reprogram it into reconstituting the town once again looks to have almost finished. The buildings have this kind of patchwork appearance. The sections that had been demolished and removed replaced with this beautiful white stone marked not with any signs of bricks or almost like continuous pieces of stone filling the gaps, almost like they've been painted in or printed directly into the existing buildings to finish them. The town has this bizarre appearance. From the centre outwards, it looks like this wave of white has emerged from the centre of the sphere, painting the, the buildings and moving outwards from that central point as it's all been replaced. The sphere now has mostly sunk into the ground. The town square completely rebuilt around it, but with these beautiful architectural designs, pillars and columns rising up from all sections, along with large planter beds with small seedlings sprouting out of the earth. It's beautiful. And you can see a number of people moving throughout the town exploring as the last few clockwork drones begin heading back into the sphere. That's just from a father. The longship actually takes you back to the hill giant fort. Bravi giving you all a bit of a look and saying, Gunglot will want to speak with you before you head off. She rewards those who do her a do her a good turn. Having the friendship of Gunglot is a rich reward in and of itself. Just accept what she gives you. Thank her profusely. Refuse it at first. Say no, you can't possibly. Then accept it. Just one refusal. <laughs> so uh, to be to be honoured by her is is reward enough, but this is a mighty fine gesture. It's a politeness thing in our culture. Food you accept but, um, on the first attempt, gifts on the second, marriage on the third. Not that you need to worry about that. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for your help. Thank you for giving us transport. I, we all we all appreciate it. Thank you very much. And then I give him like a predator handshake. Yeah. Is that the forearm grip? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he just do gives the, you the, the grip back go. athletics. Um, he's actually, <laughs> I mean, you were probably expecting him to be brutally strong, but actually there's a frailness to him. And as he grips you underneath the furs, underneath the, the layered leathers, this is an old frail man. Hmm. Uh, a lot weaker with than that, you might have then, expected. With that, when I go in with the power I do, and I notice that he's quite fair, I do, I'll probably just bring it back a little bit. Not that not that I'm disrespecting him, but just like, so it's like a really nice, yeah. um, just, yeah, really, really good clasp. 
perfect. Uh, excellent. Alrighty. As you arrive back at the Hill Giant Fort, you are invited by Bravi up to the long hall at the very top. As you enter, Gunglot is already there, seated at her throne. Next to it stands an ornate chest covered in beautiful runes, marked of this dark banded wood, iron banding around it with what looks to be almost like a silver filigree embossed into these runic symbols around the bands. Much as she was the first time you walked in, Gunglot doesn't sit on her throne, she sprawls across it, one leg up on the arm piece, hand around the back, leaning back, holding a large flagon that she sips. As you enter, she gives you a nod, a smile, and then looks down at the floor in front of her. Bravi strides forward, gesturing for you to follow. As you approach, Bravi kneels at her throne, and then steps up and stands beside her. I'll do what he does, but then obviously yeah. take my place with the party, not beside him. <laughs> Larith takes a kneel immediately. Yeah. Likewise. Like as, as all of you kneel, you watch her smile again. Some of the drangir behind give a bit of a chuckle. Certainly learnt your manners. Well, uh, I certainly know mine. Those who do us a good turn are richly rewarded, as you shall be. Just thinking to myself last night after our... Sorry, I've got the voice. I'm doing Bravi's voice, but female. Let me get the, the um, giant exec. Doing, as I was thinking last night, reflecting on how I could reward you for such a powerful gift in this fight with my brothers. And I realized that we have some things Things which I think will aid you on your journey. Old items. This chest contains a number of things. I want you to take them all. They are all for you. Will you accept I, my gift? I look at everyone. A massive and grin is above Harry, uh, Harry's face. <laughs> no, surely we could not accept this gift. Your friendship is the reason why we decided to help you. I mean, we didn't do this out of any expectation of reward in return. She Seeing smiles Harry's massive and grin, by the way, oh, yeah? I start sort of moving my way in front of him to <laughs> him. Because Probably like, I, a good call. I'm all about giants and respecting the giants, so mm. I 100% see his rictus grin on his face looking at the loot, and I just remember like <laughs> the echo, the, the words echoing through my head, yeah. refuse the first, like refuse first. So uh, I Harry, Harry then shuffles into Thrain's blind spot. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Holy shit! This yeah, is not I, 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 Niles just says again, like um, it is as I said this morning. Uh, your honor is enough. Uh, the friendship that we have made is, is 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 more than enough. She smiles and looks over to Bravi, who winks. She nods and goes, "Please, you must accept my gift. It is important that we." Honor and reward those who do me a good turn. Otherwise, what incentive is there for those to stand by me when I need them? I honor my friends and bring fear to my enemies. You are my friends. Please, you must accept these gifts as thank you for the services you have shown both me and my people. 
Will you accept these gifts? We will accept these gifts with extreme honor and our thanks. Um, and know that we're here to stand by you. I mean, like you were saying, if the time comes and you're looking for allies in a fight, uh, you know how to call on. <laughs> There's a moment of um, silence, and then behind you, you hear one of the Drengi whisper, Oh my god, they accepted. They're so fucked right now. <laughs> and then there's a cheer from the other drink as, as Gunglot smiles and nods and you turn to see a very cheeky smile across one of the warriors the one who's given Crass, uh, Crassus given Thrain the, the meal the first night gives you a wink Thrain a big cheeky smile as he deliberately leaned forward to be like oh my god they're fucked <laughs> I yeah. am genuinely confused <laughs> he gently very gently gives you a bump on the arm do not try to overthink it little brother <laughs> I was uh, just yanking on your chain <laughs> this is <laughs> funny joke yes for me yes for you egg on face I think they say huh? um, that's the, the his fault second of the term, yes. no 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 I'm done go ahead yeah. Sorry, the second Oki said yes. Um, Oki, are we playing Avatar, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's returned! <laughs> oh, Oki, how you doing? That's fantastic. The second Iris says yes. Um, On Tuesday nights, we play Avatar Legends, and Dave is now calling Ali by her character name from the Avatar Legends campaign. <laughs> <laughs> A waterbender from the Northern Water Tribe. All right, Dave. <laughs> The second Lyra said yes, um, Harry steps up from behind the chest, revealing he was there trying to move the chest the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> There's this like freeze as Harry looks around. Feet start sort of thumping a little bit in excitement. His ears actually appear from behind the, uh, from behind the chest. <laughs> Sl- slowly rise up from underneath. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, as I, because we are reaching the, the to our limit as as you guys head on over and throw open the chest there are a number of items in there along with a bag of giant gold um 400 pieces of gold to be precise which i will type in chat 400 gp um you guys can split that up between you because thrain has no interest in the gold cool um before you go too much further jumping things in bravi steps over to explain the items that are in there um there is a large bag sewn together out of what looks to be furs and leathers. It's enormous, but as Bravi picks it up and looks down at you guys, goes, This is a bag we use to store items when we're traveling far away. It'll shrink, fit you, whatever you uh, tie it to your belt, it'll assume a correct size. I was the last one who wore this. This is from me personally. Who would be the best person to carry this? Make items weigh nothing. You can fill it with many, many things. I mean, I feel like this is probably not a great idea, but the merchant makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's <laughs> but point. seeing his seeing his um, enthusiasm with the loot was it's questionable decision. But um, the merchant makes a lot of sense, or Niles potentially too. I mean, I already uh, have a bag of holding. I, I already have a bag of holding, so. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can carry this. Uh, on behalf of everyone, of course. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't mind at all, by all means. As soon as you... This bag is as big as you, Harry, but as soon as you tie the um, straps to your belt, the bag shrinks down 
I imagine the, the bags were down next to Harry, and Harry's yeah. just standing there, and it's like it's like as big as him, and he's just trying to tie the strap to his belt, but it's like too big for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gunglot sort of gestures to two potions wrapped in a potion bag next to it. As you pull open and look inside the potion, you can see that it is this uh, transparent liquid with this emerald green shimmer moving up and down through it. Hill giants are known for their strength and constitution. These potions will grant you a semblance of our power if you were to drink them. The strength and constitution of a hill giant. There are two of them. Drinking it will last for one hour. Use them sparingly. Harry's already drank them. Already drank them. Harry is so much more swollen. now. He's been going to the gym. Two potions of hill giant strength. I um, hello? Hot, uh, hot take here. I'm not going to take it because Thrain believes in his own might and not yeah. what is gifted to him. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Um, I'm actually realizing that Thrain doesn't really. Chat will like carry it. Loot. <laughs> Ch- chat's already chiming in. I'll take it. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> nice try, chat. Um, next up uh, is what looks to be a gemstone. Um, this yellow diamond mounted onto a um, almost what looks like a, a dark obsidian stone uh, housing, a casing with these wires of silver holding the stone in place. This is an item that I never found an opportunity to use. There are two that my father passed down to me. One I am saving to use in the fight against my brothers. But this I give to you. Long ago, a mage, a hill giant mage, trapped an earth elemental inside this gemstone. If you were to break it, elemental will be summoned. It will obey the commands of the person who last touched the gemstone. Please use this to protect yourselves and keep yourselves safe when you are in mortal danger. Uh, as you are given an elemental gem uh, with a cool. uh, earth elemental in it. Elemental cool. gem, I'll put in brackets, earth elemental. Sorry, Owen, you're dropping out, of, oh. dropping out for a second. Am I back now? There you go. Yeah, yeah. good. Yep. Um, uh, it's an elemental gem. And it contains an earth elemental. I'm going to type all these in the uh, Roll20 chat so you've got a record of them. Yeah, cool. And for the last magic item, I'm going to get each of you to roll me a d10. And I'm going to add them all together. And that is going to be the final magic item. So each of you just rolls a d10. Um, Also, everyone, Harry is finding the biggest carrot you can find in the entire hole and trying to stuff it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So um, we've got a 10, a 9, we've got a 7, and a 4, uh, and, and then another four. another 4. Let me just run that math really quickly. 11, 21, 30, 34. I think if my uh, brief math is correct. Uh, let's have a look at the final yeah, item. Yeah, the final item. Uh, oh, okay. I guess uh-huh. this... Uh-huh kind of makes sense in a way um 
yeah, I guess this kind of does make sense that they might have this. Um, the a potion, another potion wrapped inside of another potion bag, uh, sits at the bottom of the uh, bottom of the chest. Gunglot kind of smiles a little bit as she pulls it open. This, this is an interesting one. Long ago, when we would sometimes meet and talk to the dwarves or the elves, when they were first arriving, we were talking with them, we would sometimes take on a smaller form to meet with them. This potion of diminution (laughs) allows you to shrink yourself. (laughs) <laughs> down to a small size. For us, it would make us as large as you are, but if you were to drink it, it would make you very small indeed. Um, oh. That's kind of hilarious. <laughs> it's a potion of diminution. That's, cool. that's, that's so funny. Um, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why when I was looking at it, I was like, huh, that's kind of uh, ideal from uh, Magic Item Table C in the Dungeon Master's Guide, if you're wondering where that came from. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, 33 to 37 would have got you that. Can it be used oh, wow. as a weapon oil? Oh, that's a good question. Um, let me have a quick look. I think he, when you drink this potion, it does specifically say drink. Uh, I am sorry uh, to yeah, say. It does. Uh, um, Shoot it through their throats. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> With that, in the purpose for the purposes of expediency, Gunglot thanks you all, and you are cheered on by the Drengir, the hill giant warriors who line the halls of this vast mead hall as you begin heading back down. As you walk down the long pathway leading out of the hill giant fort and begin making your way back towards town, you see your cart still sitting outside the front of the town gates, unattended. As you approach, however, you hear a beeping noise coming from inside. Boop. Boop, boop. Just repeating. Inside the cart? Inside the cart. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us for Return of the Giants. Uh, I absolutely fucking love running this campaign. Makes me so happy inside to run a completely homebrew campaign. This and Avatar Legends, I uh, I really love doing a homebrew campaign. I am obviously enjoying Akos Stroud campaign as well because I love the horror element of it. But there is something really fun about having a, a written campaign with all this stuff behind the scenes and watching you guys just jump into this sandbox world and do the craziest things <laughs> I can never anticipate. Um, so yes, thank you so much everybody for joining us. If you're watching us live on Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to go raid another channel, send some love to uh, another one of our, our streaming community. If you're watching us recorded on YouTube or on the podcast, um, hit the like or subscribe or follow or whatever, like a rating thing, whatever it's got equivalent, um, because we are so close to hitting that 1000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, we, I think we're like 90% of the way there now as of tonight. So it's so close. Um, but huge thank you to everybody who's joining us. For those of you who are new in chat tonight, it's lovely to see your faces. Can't wait to see you guys again. We've got a Discord if you want to jump in. We talk about all sorts of crazy stuff and share tales from RPGs, so stick around. But that's all of us. That's all of it from here. All of us tonight. Wow, I could not have got that sentence more wrong. That's all from us here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Three back-to-back sessions in a row uh, does things to my brain. Um, we cannot wait to see you all again next week. Until next time, though, stay safe, stay well. And we will see you all again really soon. Until then, though, everybody, goodbye. Farewell. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for the subscription.